Your Brain at Work by David Rock. Summary from 4-Minute Books. Written by Nicholas Gock. Read by Ian Pringle. One-sentence summary. Your Brain at Work helps you overcome the daily challenges that take away your brain power, like constant email and interruption madness, high levels of stress, lack of control and high expectations, by showing you what goes on inside your head and giving you new approaches to control it better. Favourite quote from the author. We all often think about what's easy to think about rather than what's right to think about. David Rock Dr. David Rock is an expert when it comes to the state of high performance. He's trained over 10,000 people thanks to his background in neuroscience and leadership and showed them how to get the most out of their brain. Your Brain at Work is his most popular book, which dives into the brains of Emily and Paul, two fictional characters. As they go through their day, they face a lot of challenges, like information overload, lack of focus, emotions boiling over and trying to give feedback to others without criticising them. The book breaks apart what happens in the human brain in situations like these and helps you deal with those very same challenges in a better way in your own life. Neither Emily nor Paul have made it into Blinkist's summary of the book, but there's still a lot to learn from it. Here are the three lessons I liked best. 1. Your ability to think is limited, so don't multitask. 2. When you compete against your own self from the day before, you boost your brain power. 3. Don't give feedback. Help others find the answer on their own. Ready to kick your brain into the next gear? Time to learn. Lesson 1. Your ability to think is limited, just like your willpower. So remove distractions and don't multitask. You might know that your willpower is limited and that all you can do to get it back after a long, tiring day is rest, get plenty of sleep and recover. Well, your ability to think and solve problems is the same. A study way back from 1898 had its participants exert physical force on something called a dynamometer while solving a tough mental task in their head. When people thought hard about the problem they had to solve, they lost up to 50% of their physical force. Yes, thinking is exhausting, and eventually your brain needs to take a break. Things get even worse if you multitask. Lucky for you, I wrote the number one guide on the web to stop doing it. It lowers your IQ by up to 10 points. The effect is similar to missing a night's sleep and is caused by your brain being in alert mode for too long until it loses its grip on things. Rock suggests two solutions to this. One, ruthlessly prioritise your tasks, which is a thinking act in itself and will take a mental toll, so do it in the morning when you're still fresh. Two, turn your most important tasks into habits and let them run on autopilot, thus conserving energy. Lesson 2. When you compete against your own self from the day before, you boost your brain power. Ha! I told you I was right. Feels good to say that sometimes, right? Of course, you can admit it. It's okay. 
We all crave a little status sometimes. That's why we buy fancy designer clothes, spend hours arguing with our friends about who's right, and feel better when we see someone who's a few steps behind us in their journey. That's because feeling a sense of elevated status leads to a higher dopamine and serotonin level, two of your happiness hormones, and lower cortisol levels, a stress hormone. This even helps you think better because, thanks to those hormones, your neurons can connect faster, meaning you take less time to process information. Some computers have an overboost function where the processor can go beyond its usual speed for a little while. This is similar, but it's your brain on steroids we're talking about here. Here's where it gets interesting. Because your brain uses the same neurons to perceive itself as it does when it assesses other people, you can just increase your status over your own past self and trigger the same effect. Honing your skills, for example, by improving your game on the basketball court a tiny bit every day, will release more happiness hormones due to feeling better than yesterday's self and help you learn faster. Talk about a life hack. Lesson three: Instead of giving direct feedback, help others see the solution on their own. Yes, we all need some tough love sometimes, but have you realised how hard it is to convince someone to do what you suggest, even when they're openly admitting their problem to you? You might tell them straight to do X, Y, and Z, and your problem will be solved. Yet they will take forever to implement it. That's because they didn't come up with the solution on their own. Only when we discover a solution or insight ourselves do we truly understand it and can implement it without hesitation. Giving advice only helps eight percent of the time. Instead, be people's coach, guide them towards their own insights, ask the right questions, and elevate their status. For example, by saying, "I'm sure you did your best." Let's sit down together and work this out, and acknowledging their skills, reduce their anxiety and stress, and foster a positive attitude, and make them feel in control. And soon they'll see the solution just as clearly as you do. Your brain at work review. Your brain at work is too damn packed with good information. I'm serious. Even the summary on Blinkist had about six or seven great lessons I wanted to share here. But the rules are clear: three lessons in four minutes. Sorry, not really. The summary is very informative, has some great statistics and facts, as you've seen, and I'm very curious about the book now, wanting to follow Emily and Paul's journey. Read the summary and then make up your mind. I'm sure you'll agree with me that both are well worth a read. What else can you learn from the blinks? How many minutes you spend distracted as opposed to actually working? It's a shocking ratio. The two hormones that regulate your level of fear and why fear is important for you to be alert. What to do when you face a tough challenge that you've been mulling over for hours but can't seem to solve? How to improve your mindfulness without meditation? What the real problem is when we face stressful tasks, and how reappraisal helps deal with it. Why you should never expect to be upgraded on a flight. The reason why hanging out with friends is just as important as eating. 
Who would I recommend the Your Brain at Work summary to? The 19-year-old college student who thinks she just needs to study harder when she's already pulling all-nighters. The 44-year-old team leader who can't seem to help his employees overcome the obstacles they face at times. And anyone who thinks they need to be in competition with everyone else, instead of just themselves.